get ready to start taking notes. You are now in a masterclass. This is Revelations of an Entrepreneur with Junior Ogunyemi. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you're doing really, really well. This is Junior Ogunyemi. This is Revelations of an Entrepreneur. Now, in this new series, we're going to be talking about your growth team, the type of people and things that you need around you to make sure that you accelerate and you grow in all your business goals, your personal goals and all your other endeavors in life. Nobody ever does it alone and everybody needs a growth team. So I'm going to explain to you exactly how to build your growth team so that you can succeed. Okay, so let's get straight into this. First of all, the first member of your growth team, and I'm going to go straight into this, is your supporters. And there's always this confusion and this big debate about, you know, oh, why do I get people to support me? How come nobody ever supports me, but they always support Jay-Z whenever he releases his music, but they don't support me? Oh, how come people believe in, in this celebrity, but they don't believe in me? I'll tell you why. All right, it's very, very simple. It's not that complex. It's not that they're haters. It's just that you've proven nothing. And that's why they don't support you. And of course, you haven't proven anything because you've just started. There you go. Podcast over. You can all go home now. I'll see you next week. Let me unpack it a little bit more. So you've proven nothing. So there's nothing for them to believe in. It will be great if everybody started to believe in you and everybody started to believe in that. Yeah. Do you know what? Yeah, you can do it. But imagine if they did that for everything that you haven't demonstrated. Eventually, the whole audience that's believing in you, they're going to seem quite deluded because why are they believing in you with no evidence? Would you believe in something with absolutely zero evidence or zero proof? You wouldn't. So you're saying to someone that, yeah, you know, you're going to be a great violinist or whatever it is. Okay. You've never picked up the instrument. You've never even gone to practice. Why should anyone believe in you? So the whole point is, it's not that you're, you're, you don't start crying about because nobody believes in you because why should we? We have no reason. It's your responsibility to make people believe in you. It's your responsibility to start to turn heads. It's your responsibility to make sure that you don't go unnoticed. As an entrepreneur, sometimes I go to pitch to investors or sometimes I help other people who are about to pitch to investors and I always get asked, hey, Junior, you know, what should I say to investors? What should I, what should I be saying to them? And I always tell them the best piece of advice that I was given when it comes to pitching for investment is it's not about what you say to the investor. The investor is not stupid. All right. They've heard every everything that you can possibly say to try to, you know, swindle money out of them. They're not dumb. It's got nothing to do with what you say to the investors. It's got everything to do with what you show to the investors. All right. So if you want people to believe in you, it's got no, it's nothing about what you say. It's about what you show. What have you demonstrated? What's your track record? What's your traction like? What have you proven that will make people say, oh, wow, I can believe it now. It's got nothing to do with what you say. There's nothing that you can do to say, no matter how sweet it sounds, no matter how great the proposition is. And then this is where a lot of people go wrong in sales. They go into a sales conversation and they start saying their script. They start saying things, thinking that, like, yeah, people are going to be really excited. Oh, nobody's ever going to say no to this. They're going to love it. But at the end of the day, if you just went into that sales conversation and you just demonstrated what your product does or what your service does, that's that's all the sales you need. You don't need to say anything if you can actually demonstrate it. One of the great things about public speaking, I get to demonstrate my talents in front of the audience. That's got me more business in terms of bookings than, than me writing a CV and saying, oh, I'm such a dynamic speaker. I'm great. I'm doing some blah, blah, blah. No, no, I, I could just demonstrate it to you right here and right there. 
this is what people need to start to understand in sales when they're selling themselves to friends, when they're selling themselves to family members, when they're selling themselves to anybody who they want to believe. It's up to you to demonstrate it. I'll give you a little example. I remember coming from a Nigerian background, you know, <laughs> my parents were never really, really encouraging that entrepreneurship. It's very risky. You know, you had like four choices in life. It was either a doctor, a lawyer, an accountant or a failure. <laughs> you know, you're either just one of those things. And my brother actually broke the mold in terms of being an entrepreneur but there was a lot of resistance for him. And he's my older brother. He said there was a lot of resistance for him initially, but he proved himself very well. So I guess I did have the advantage. My parents understood a little bit about entrepreneurship and the potential, but there were still those sort of fears and reservations that they didn't want me to go down that route, especially when I had so much gift and talents in terms of academic background or even sporting background. I had so many opportunities, but I chose business and entrepreneurship. And it wasn't until I was 16 and I did a little business venture and I woke up early next morning and I started counting all the money that I was making. And I was sitting there counting, 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 counting. And my mom walked in, she woke up and she walked in and she just saw this pile of money on the floor. And she just paused and she looked at me, I looked at her, she looked at me, I looked at her and I'm like, hi mom, <laughs> just counting my monies. And she said to me, I remember this, she said, so son, I don't know what you're doing with this business stuff, but it looks like it's doing very well. Keep going. And at that point, is I realized that I'd, I've actually unlocked something within my mom. I, I've not just told her that I want to be an entrepreneur. I've demonstrated my entrepreneurial potential. And from there on, she's become my number one supporter. She's invested in business ventures. She's encouraged me. She's pushed me. And even when I try to even like think about getting a job, she ripped up that CV and said, keep going with your business. And to get that level of support, I never, ever had it until I demonstrated my potential. And this is where a lot of people go wrong when it comes to trying to get supporters on board with their vision, with what they want to do. No matter how outlandish, no matter how crazy it seems, nobody's going to believe it until you prove it. So the responsibility is on you to prove it first, and then you get your believers, not for the believers to blindly follow you without any evidence. All right. It's for you to do that. You So you actually start to attract supporters based on the action that you're putting in place. And sometimes that might just be your launch strategy. My launch strategy isn't to go and make a million pounds. My launch strategy is just to get a hundred people who can support me because I've gone out there and I've demonstrated the quality of, I don't know, how well I do nails or how well I do hair or how well I write books or, you know, how well I, I look after people's children or how, even how well I walk the dog, whatever it is, go out there and prove yourself. And then you're going to get the round of supporters. Those first round of supporters might be your clients. They might be your investors. They might be the your your marketing team who just start to spread the word about what you do. There'll be the people who encourage you during downtimes. There'll be the people who will pick you up during those times. There'll be the people who will keep pushing you further as you go and higher and higher heights. But you do need your supporters at the start. And you have to remember it's onto you to get those supporters. Nobody owes you any support. Nobody owes you any support, especially when you haven't demonstrated anything. So the number one support that you actually have is yourself. You have to start to believe in yourself. And you say, I'm going to believe in myself so much that other people will have to notice me. Other people are going to have to turn heads. Other people are going to say, hey, do you know what? She might actually do it. He might actually do it. And that's how you have to start to approach it. Now, another side I want to look at is, is the haters because people can get confused with the supporters and the haters. Obviously, we know what a hater is. And we know, we know that these are people who aren't happy to see you succeed. But I think sometimes haters get too much ratings. You know, we, we overrate them so much. I see people winning awards and like, yeah, I did this for my haters. Why? <laughs> Why are you giving the haters even any energy? What's the point? Why are you going to do this for the haters? It makes no sense to me. And it just shows that your mind was too focused on the wrong things. Whether you have haters or not, 
it's completely irrelevant to your level of success. The reason people struggle with haters is because you're giving them too much energy. You're giving them too much attention. You're, you're, you're turning your heart towards that. You're actually pursuing your goal and you've lost sight of why you started. Because I bet you from day one, when you thought about that goal, that dream, you did not think about the haters. All right. It was when you started moving, you started getting haters and then you lost track of the reason you started in the first place, the initial purpose. Now your purpose has become all around the haters. This is why I don't give it any energy. I don't count how many haters I get. It's completely irrelevant. Basically, it's completely irrelevant. You keep going regardless of the haters, because guess what? Some of the haters are actually going to be supporters. And I've had that happen many times as well. This is why I say sometimes it can get very, very blurred. Because you can have haters who start off hating because they don't understand. And then as you keep going and as you keep pushing, they turn in your supporters. I remember Cristiano Ronaldo, I think it was a World Cup 2006. And he did something quite cheeky and he got Wayne Rooney sent off. Now this is Ronaldo who is playing in the Premier League. And Rooney is probably the best player in the England team at the moment. And he's just got sent off because of Ronaldo cheated. And when the whole World Cup was over, obviously England got knocked out. Portugal got quite far. But when the whole tournament was over, Ronaldo was like public enemy number one. Everybody hated him. Every single person hated him. Even Manchester United fans were booing him because of what he did to England. He said in an interview that that fired him up. Now, it wasn't the fact that, oh, yeah, I have haters and I want to keep provoking them. But no, what fired him up is that, do you know what? I need to turn these haters into supporters. And he played his most outstanding Premier League season that year. I remember watching it from game by game. Like, let's say the hate for Ronaldo is at number 10, you know, like off the scales. After he scores a hat-trick, you're like, oh, do you know what? <laughs> he is pretty good. Like, let's just drop that hate to at number eight. The next game, he'll score another hat-trick. and be like, oh, wow, you can't help but clap. Game by game, he started dominating. He started demonstrating to the fans. He started giving the fans everything that they wanted. Even the opposing fans started giving him standing ovations. The, you know, the shirt sales for Ronaldo went through the roof that season. In a matter of months, every single person who hated him started to love him. And I bet you every single person who wrote a bad tweet about him or said anything, they've all forgiven him. Why? Because he had one remarkable season and he gave us the, probably the best piece of football that the Premier League has ever seen in decades. And nobody ever remembers it. Why? Because the haters are thickle. The fans are thickle. Even your supporters are thickle. One minute they'll be supporting you, the next minute they'll be hating you, and then they'll go back to supporting you. So don't start writing people off because, oh, I've got haters. Oh, this is it. I've got to do this for my haters. No, you do this for your supporters. And if you do have haters, you turn those haters into supporters. Why? By being great, by excelling, by stepping up your game. That's your mission. That's your goal. That's your focus. You don't get bogged down and start counting your haters. And this is where we always start to blur the lines. Forget the haters. It doesn't matter about haters. Haters are just people who aren't your supporters yet. What can you do to get those people on side? You know, brands do this as well. Companies do this all the time. Companies, they'll have a loyal fan base and then a rival company will also have another loyal fan base. But guess what? One company is going to win that battle. And eventually one set of supporters migrates to another company because, hey, do you know what? These guys are actually offering a better service. I'll give you a, a brilliant example. Apple and Samsung. People will either convert from Apple to Samsung or they'll convert from Samsung to Apple and then they'll repent for all their sins. <laughs> you know, that's what people do. They never say, do you know what? I'm going to go look for a Nokia because I hate, I hate Apple so much, but Samsung's not serving me right. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go down and look for a Nokia. No, they, don't, they won't. They're actually going to go to the, to the rival. So their businesses understand that you, all these people who hate us right now are writing negative things about us. Wait till you sort see our next product. Wait till you, wait, wait, just wait for our next product launch. We're going to turn these haters into supporters. So your job is to really 
prove yourself. Prove yourself to all the people who might doubt you because they have the people who doubt you. They don't just doubt you because they hate you. Sometimes they have just reasons to doubt you because you've proven nothing. So you go out there and you prove yourself to the doubters. Those doubters become supporters. You prove yourself to your friends and families because they love you, but they're not crazy. All right. They know that you're a lazy person. They love you, but they know you too well. They know that you've never written a book before. They love you, but they know you too well. They know that you hang around with the wrong people. So it's your job to actually go and to prove to them that, you know what, despite my past, despite everything I've done before, I can change, I can do this, I can make it. And don't ever, ever, ever feel entitled to their support until you've gone out there and proven, proven it. You have to bring a track record. You have to actually kind of demonstrate this stuff to people. Once you do that, then you're going to start to see their heads are turning. Then they're going to start to notice you. You get your friends, you get the doubters, you get the, you get all those early supporters. And then eventually you're going to start to get the haters, the people who used to hate on you and be like, wow, do you know what? I can't even hate no more. This person is great. I'm looking for somebody who's great and this person is great at what they do. And that's what starts to attract people towards you. All right. So that's the first part of your dream team is actually starting to get that support network. People are going to be around you to support you, to encourage you. And this is what I want you guys to start to focus on now. All right. The support network. I'm going to give you because this is the first in the whole series. I'm going to give you all the all the pieces of your dream team. So you have the supporters. uh, You also have the mentors. You have the accountability partners. You have your competitors and you have your investors. All right. So these are the dream team. Over the next couple of episodes, I'm going to be talking about how you can start to build these people within your team. But the key principle today is that you have to go out there and you have to prove yourself. It's not for other people to start to just support you blindly. It's for you to demonstrate why you deserve their support. All right. So don't ever feel entitled. Don't put out any tweets about, oh, well, people don't support me, but they support other people. Well, look at what that other person is doing. And there's probably a reason why, because that other person is adding value. All right. If you're a person that has focus on added value, then yeah, of course people will support you. Loads of people say, Junior, can you retweet this for me? It's not going to add any value to my audience. So I can't retweet it. Junior, can you introduce me to investors? Your proposition doesn't add any value to investors. I don't even believe it. So why would I go and introduce them to other investors? And more so, even if it does add value to investors, hang on. The first thing I'm going to ask is, how much money have you invested in your own business? They'll probably turn around and say, oh, do you know, I'm having, I'm not investing any money right now because times are hard and blah, blah, blah. Great. So you don't want to invest any money in your own business because you don't believe in it that much, but you want other people to believe in it. Why should we? If you've never put money into your own business, why should other people go and put it? Because you don't believe in it enough. You don't believe in it enough to go and quit your job. You don't believe in it enough to go and take out a loan. You don't believe enough to do what you can to support your business to grow, but you want other people to just chuck money at it. That's an experiment and people aren't stupid. That's why people won't support you. So you have to go and demonstrate Whatever you have to do, you go out there and prove to people why you deserve their support, why you are number one. Prove to people why you're going to be the greatest. Prove to people why you're going to be the best. Then you're going to start to turn heads and then people are going to start to celebrate you. So that's the focus I want you guys to start to hang on, all right? Go to the people who you want to support you and don't dox them on what can I say. Say, what can I do to gain your support? What will I have to do to gain your support? And go out there and do it. Go to the haters and say, right, I know you guys are hating us, but you know, what, what will I actually have to do to gain your support? Don't do that silly childish thing. Say, I don't want them to be my supporters. Then they're haters. Forget them. It's not a tip for that because you know some of your haters could be people who start to pay your checks in a couple months time. Just like Ronaldo said, what do I have to do to gain their support? You have to play the most outstanding season you've ever played. And that's what he did. All right. So think about what can you do? And this is a principle, not just for business, not just for like personal development, but you can apply it in life. If 
I don't know, your spouse doesn't really trust you. What can you do to gain that support? If your spouse doesn't believe in your dreams, or your goals, right? So what would I have to do? What's some milestones? What's the benchmark that's going to get you to say, you know what, I'm going to support this person. I believe in this person now. We all need evidence for the things that we believe. You can ask anybody of faith, whether they're Muslim, they're Christian, they're Jewish. They all have their own personal experiences or they they all have their own evidence for their faith. Everybody has evidence for the things that they believe. That's why it seems justified to them. Your fans, you want them to believe in you? Well, you need to give them evidence for that. You need to go out there and do something. You need to go out there and take action. You need to go out there and actually make something produce something so that they can say oh wow there's there's something here you know put out a song there go get some followers set up the youtube channel get your first hundred subscribers in a week do whatever you have to and then everyone's going to start to say wow this person's actually onto something it's not just a fantasy it's not just an idea they're not just in la la land but they can actually make something of themselves i want to support them because of it and then that's when you can start to feel entitled for, to have people support you but you have to be the first supporter believe in yourself enough go out there make it happen okay my people i love you i'm gonna see you guys on the next episode and in the meantime please stay safe keep yourself indoors stay happy check on your loved ones eat right get your mind right and tell all your friends about this podcast so that they don't miss out on all the fun as well (laughs) take care guys speak soon bye